Welcome to the Creative Soul Healing Podcast. Here we talk about the connection between creativity and healing, and how we are creative, and how creativity helps us heal mentally, physically, and emotionally. Join us now. Hi, everyone. Larissa Russell of Creative You Healing, and today I have with me Stacy Maney. Stacy's work brings the great mother's teachings into the world through her paintings, murals, film, children's art, and podcast. Stacy is an artist, yoga teacher, and mom of two. She works with people who are looking to love and express themselves in a bigger way than ever before. Stacy holds space for a new generation of creatives who are empowered, fully supported, and nourished as they become powerful channels of unconditional love. So welcome, Stacy. I always want to say amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true and as I mean I'm like yes yes <laughs> yes please <laughs> exactly exactly so it's wonderful to have you you've been a part of some of our summits and I just I, I think the work you do is amazing so can you share some of your story and the path that's brought you to where you are now yeah absolutely so it's interesting I've had a revelation recently about how all of these pieces of my path have come together And, you know, I've always identified as a creative person, as an artist, even since childhood, I remember, like I would steal my favorite color crayons and take them home. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't until college, I I actually started in fine arts and I did the foundational series there and then switched to design. And there was just such a huge shift for me. It was five years of a design degree. It was very it was like a love and hate at the time because it was taking my fine artist brain and trying to figure out the whole design world. But what it gave me at the end was this whole other side. It almost feels like the masculine side to creativity where there's structure, there's like, uh, I don't want to say more meaning, but it was like more functionality where, where you have the beauty and then the design brings the function with it. And it brings these, these new systems, almost like languages into what I then turn into like my creative work after college. Um, But it it really was kind of activating the other side of my brain and learning to use both sides. Um, And then after college, I was very burnt out, go figure. (laughs) It was like five years of rewiring. Um, And so I found yoga. And at the time it wasn't really to lose weight or anything. It was just because I knew I needed something to kind of recalibrate my, my system. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love. I became a yoga teacher. And what yoga taught me was that it's like our physical body is the structure that we can then move energy through. And that was huge. I have chills because like having, knowing that I have that ability, you know, I would have these huge breakthroughs during a yoga class and I would come home and create art and I would be so inspired and then recently, well, almost five years ago, so maybe not that recent, but it still <laughs> feels so, so new. I became a mom and, you know, that was my, one of my revelations lately is that it was that introduction of unconditional love mm-hmm. that I, like, I thought I knew what it meant, but I didn't fully until I had kids, but that was like this huge activation and it brought all those pieces together for me. So that that kind of has created this triangle that I like to use as my like support system. And yeah, it's, it's spirituality, movement, and creativity are the three pieces that finally came together. 
And I, I've just noticed like when I'm really in it in each one of those is when I'm I'm producing work that I'm proud of or meaningful work and my life feels in balance. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, I truly love that, um, that triangle concept. And that's been coming up so many times for me lately, right? And yeah, so, yeah mine, mine is like healing, creativity, mm-hmm. and spirituality are my, mm-hmm. my main. Um, but it, it shows up in so many things, that triad. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really fascinating how that happens. But I just want to go backwards to a comment you made about the masculine energy of design. Mm-hmm. And this is something I've been focusing a lot on lately is the masculine and feminine energies mm-hmm. and that masculine energy of producing, right. Mm-hmm. And, and very structured and things like that. Absolutely needed. Um, it's gotten a little taken, taken, it's taken over a little bit, um, <laughs> but you know, we need that balance of feminine and masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like you said, trying to rewire your brain, from the creative, which is that feminine energy to the masculine and then being able to settle. Do you feel like you've settled into some sort of a, a balance or more balanced since then having both? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, my, my husband will have to warn me like sometimes if I, I, it's like my OCD tendencies, you know, the house and things, you know, wanting things straightened or looking a certain way, but then acknowledging there's like this flow of life happening all the time. I, I actually had one moment when I was pregnant with my husband and I just wanted, I feel like the need to share it right now because it was such a powerful healing moment for me. I was pregnant with my, with my first, so like totally awkward and not knowing what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had enough of a belly that I, my balance was starting to go. And we were at um, like a river Creek area one afternoon and I just remember like, I really wanted to go in the water, but we were so paranoid that I would slip. And so I just kind of like ended up kind of crawling out and like laying backwards. And my husband was behind me and he was just holding me. And I was just like belly up, you know, in the sun. And it just was like that moment of feeling the support of the masculine. Mm -hmm. But I, I had never really like leaned into him in that way and just been that vulnerable. And I just think it's such a beautiful image of what that looks like when it's in balance. It's like, you know, I had these precious, this precious baby and all of this, and he had like that strength and protection around me. So. I love that. I, I can see that image and it just is like, yes, that's what the balance is, right? Yes. And, and, it, and it's not the man and the woman, it's that masculine and feminine energy. Exactly. That, yeah. And that's, that's a beautiful, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's like that extends to the way I see it. It's like you have this creative vision that you're bringing through. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's almost like your responsibility as the creator is to find the structure that's going to support that vision. So maybe that structure is a book. Maybe it's a podcast. But I think that's something that we're not taught as artists to how to find that structure. And like even acknowledging what a structure is that would, you know, which one would be best supportive. So. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you say that because I talked to so many people who've been to art school and mm-hmm. they, they weren't um, given any of sort of the tools for the art business. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, which would be the masculine energy, the, the producing and, and uh, you know, sharing and all of that because they get so immersed in that feminine energy of the creativity and, and flow mm-hmm. and, and all of those things 
the intuitive part. And so again, we need the balance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we see it in our world with the patriarchy and how, you know, we have become so sort of skewed in our thinking even because as women who are tend to be more feminine centered, not always, but tend to be more feminine, feminine centered, we are struggling to fit into this world of patriarchy Mm -hmm. that we don't fit into because the balance is off for everyone. Mm -hmm. That's why we see what we call toxic masculinity, right? Because the balance is off for everyone. It's not a, a men and women, right? Everyone's balance is off. Right. And, and it affects men too. You know, I, yeah. I think like a lot of times they're vilified and it's like, well, you know, I, they're, they're searching for community and their own places to be safe as well. Like this is a collective shift, a collective coming back into balance. But mm-hmm. I think it's noticing like, what area do you need more guidance or more information in to understand how to work with that? Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I believe we, we all have the masculine feminine energy and it's just learning how to really work with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, hot topic for me because that's, I, I'm definitely working with that right now. So yes, I love that. Uh, so one of the questions I ask everyone who comes on the show is uh, what does healing with creativity mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So just going back to my own journey, I think I, I wasn't healing. I know I wasn't healing. Um, from from college you know there was a bit of a trauma in that being the artist with all the designers it's like I look at it now as a gift and I can see the gift of it but I had so much um, inner healing inner work to do and I didn't realize it and it really wasn't until I got pregnant that I, I started to see like that my body is this channel and it's it's, it's like our natural state as children, when we're born, is that we are these pure channels, you know, we're connected to this physical world and the spiritual world, and we're meant to just channel love, but so much stuff like happens to us. And I think parts of that channel get closed off. And for me, you know, the things that block it, I notice are like, if I'm not eating healthy foods or having healthy thoughts, you know, habits, whatever it is, you know, beyond what happens to you, you know, quote, unquote, but um, is learning to work with that energy and clear it instead of letting it get stuck. And I, I guess what I would tell people who are looking to heal is that it's so important. We realize we're not broken. And for the longest time I thought I was, you know, I started to feel like this paralysis in my work even though I was creating a bunch, like I, I just didn't feel the meaning or the connection. And, and it wasn't until I started working with all the things that were blocking the channel that it was like, it was like this huge opening. And to me, that's healing. It's like just figuring out what's blocking you and getting, you know, working with the energy, not bypassing, but just sitting with it. And, and I think that the key to that for me was unconditional love. I had to bring unconditional love back through my system. Mm-hmm. It, you know, just as you're saying that, it made me think of some times uh, in my own work. Um, it, I think of like, I still say to this day, it was my best work. But after my partner died and I was creating just to like, from sheer, I don't even know if it was sheer grief, but just processing, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. and I was creating and creating and like to this day, my favorite pieces are 
are in that collection. And I've never felt that I've tapped quite as deeply as I did back then, right? Even though I do many different things to bring all of that together, mm-hmm. that absolute letting go couldn't hold on mm-hmm. expression was amazing to me. Not yeah. in the moment, of course. <laughs> not in the moment, <laughs> but, you know, after the fact, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, even though through all the work that I do, yeah, there's pieces that I think are are excellent or um, I can really see that connection, but mm. nothing as deep as what I, I experienced at that time because I just let go. And I think we get so caught up in um, and, and, and not even so much what does it look like, but what I should be expressing, mm-hmm. you know, what I should be expressing and not being able to fully let go into what I yeah. need to express. Yeah, that, that makes me think of the postpartum stage for me with my daughter. Was, I had never had such prof- like profound healing to do, <laughs> like physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, all of the above. Mm-hmm. I won't go into detail, but uh, it was it was a rough. I'm process. with you. Trust me, because I <laughs> struggled. Save that for another discussion, but uh, yeah, it, and it was. It, the same. I was making this really potent work and I don't even think I knew at the time, like it wasn't until I looked back where I was like, oh my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. the feeling there. And even some of the work, like I found image imagery in it a couple years later that I didn't even realize was on the page at the time. And I, so I, you bring up a good point too, is like just getting it out on the page is first of all, it's so powerful. It's so healing, but then like you have this whole trail of your process and your journey and I, I wish I dated everything. I would add that small tip to just mm-hmm. get into the habit of dating things because I wish I could put them all in order. I have a rough idea, but yeah, it's because then you have all of that in front of you to work with and that's your story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm one of those people too, that doesn't even work in my journal in a, a linear fashion. I just flip yeah. it open and yeah. then I don't date it. And then afterwards I'm like, I have no idea what was happening. Right. And so now I'm trying to get into the habit, the habit, mm-hmm. if I, if I do a page to write on the back of it yeah. and say the date and maybe what I was feeling and what was happening, just so I have some context when I go back and right. I may or may not look at that, you know, mm-hmm. but at least if I'm going, what was happening here, you know, I right. can flip it over and go, oh, that's what was happening here. Oh, that totally makes sense. Or, wow, that was, you know, whatever it was. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. I learned very slowly. Right. 30 years into creating, I finally am like, oh, there's more. Right. It's only 30 years of stuff to put in order. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and there's something you mentioned too about wanting to be back in that depth. And I agree. I, I know I feel the same. You know, there's, it's the difference between birth and the creative process where the baby's coming but with your creative work, you know, you can kind of get lost in that process sometimes. Mm-hmm. And what always helps me, and it's so simple, but it's been so profound. Um, is just to imagine like the heart of the earth underneath us or, you know, whatever represents just the highest frequency of unconditional love. You know, maybe that's more like the, a cosmic heart or something like that, but connecting to that frequency. And I love imagining myself like a tree and just like growing my roots even deeper into that. And there's been so many moments in motherhood and all of the above where it's like when you feel just not capable or not big enough or strong enough, 
I'm always like, okay, just go deeper. And, and then I, and then I can feel like, you know, when a tree's roots grow deeper, the ability to have that expansion. Yeah. And I, I do it when I'm doing the dishes, like <laughs> it doesn't have to be a fancy thing. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Well, and especially when you're doing sort of a repetitive task, that's a wonderful time to do it because you can sort of dig into things that you wouldn't normally give yourself space for. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. you can do it in your art. You can do it, you know, uh, washing the dishes or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and just allow yourself that space to, and I, I find it interesting as I work with people, women, I work with women, but we, they'll start with, oh yeah, this, no, this is deep. This is really deep. And then as you work and, you, and oh, this is what deep is. I don't like it here. It's like, no, it's unpleasant sometimes, mm-hmm. but just like, once we dig into that, it just opens up so many things. So if we can get past that uncomfortable mm-hmm. and, and settle into the the truth of it right and i think maybe that's the missing piece that always having that unconditional love um feeding that can maybe right. help with that comfort discomfort and but allowing yourself to go past the comfortable right mm-hmm. into the discomfort to yeah. be able to move through yeah mm-hmm. and sometimes it's as simple as just remembering to breathe <laughs> You know, like that's a yoga thing too. And it's, it's, yeah, living in that discomfort because there's something there. There's Mm. something there for you, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, I just want to thank you so much. This was like, I just love this. Um, So I see you have a free item, uh, a free guide. Do you want to just tell us a, a little bit about it? Sure. Yeah. So it's my, my quick guide to working with this frequency of unconditional love. And in the guide, I kind of, I reference my triangle, but I also invite you to come up with your own triangle or your own shape. You know, maybe it's a different shape for you. Um, But just to really get clear about what is going to support you to become a bigger channel, a more powerful channel for unconditional love and, and just see like how that ripples out into your life. And I'm actually going to add to that, the visual visualization I was talking about, just like a quick two or three minute visualization that you could put on your phone or somewhere if you just want to listen to it and have a guide for that process. That sounds perfect. Well, I can't wait uh, to share this with everybody. And is there any final thoughts before we go today? Uh, you know, I do want to share a quote. Um, okay. I haven't pulled up here. Let me pull it. Is it Rilke? I'm probably saying that wrong. The poet. Um, it's a Rilke quote. Okay. I'll just read it. And yeah, it's so it says, may what I do flow from me like a river, no forcing and no holding back the way it is with children. Mm. So just to let it flow, whatever it yeah. is. Whatever it is. Yes. It, it's interesting that you said that like just even you know, we forget, like, we're so, we're so hard on children. I was just having this conversation with somebody because we have this expectation that they should behave in a way that we're not even capable of, right? <laughs> Stop, you know, like, don't cry. Don't, do, you know, don't react. Don't all of these things. We have these expectations of children and, and yet we really should be striving to be more like them instead mm-hmm. of forcing them to strive to be so much like us because mm-hmm. we don't have it right. I think yeah. they have it. They're much closer to where we should be at Yes. So yes, yes, I love that quote. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you again so much for being here today and, and sharing with us. Yes, of course. 
Yeah. And to our listeners, we will see you again next time. And in the meantime, I wish for you amazingly creative days. Thank you for listening. If you found our podcast of interest, we'd love for you to leave a review wherever you listen in.